0: Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard, a sports card podcast with two collectors from opposite sides of New York City. Craig and Carmine share sports card stories from the perspective of a teacher and broadcaster. This is Crosstown Cardboard. Welcome to Crosstown Cardboard episode 30 with my great friend Craig at New York City Sports Cards and his dog Teddy making a special appearance, which is a bonus for everybody watching on the Crosstown Cardboard YouTube because Teddy's getting a saltine snack from a sweaty trade night that Craig is coming back from at Bleaker Trading, which we'll get to in just a minute, and of course me at Carmine's Cards, otherwise known as Carmine, the Sports and news broadcaster here in Southern Oregon. Craig, a math teacher and soccer coach in New York City. And we grew up cross town from each other. Craig on Long Island, myself in Westchester County, New York. And shout out to the Knicks winning game two against the Miami Heat. Jimmy Butler not playing and uh, probably will be healthy for game three because that's on Saturday in Miami. So. They got, what is it, four days to recover until then at time of recording here on Tuesday night. But our topic for episode 30, which Craig, this might be a special one for you because it's your age, you know, and the age matches up. Episode 30, evaluating a purchase. What do we think about when we're going in to potentially buying a card that makes us want to go after it, not go after it, and then how do we proceed from there? But first of all, How are you feeling about the Knicks, about your trade night, and and catch me up on the whole deal? Uh, I'm feeling great.
1: Thank you for asking. I hope you're feeling good as well. I want to be very clear that I am not sweaty from trade night. I am sweaty because I had a game tonight. My team won won nothing, and I did score the goal. Thank Thank you for asking. But it does not pale in comparison to you, Hitting the game-winning shot in the championship in the Medford City Basketball League. So, shout out to you for winning. Shout out to me for winning. Shout out to the Knicks for winning. And it just—it feels good to win. We're we're uh, we're competitive people, you know. That's why that's why we're sports fans. But yeah, um, good day. Just came from a trade night. Uh, I didn't make any deals at trade night. All my trade, all my deals were made beforehand with friends, and it was a matter of just going and picking the cards up and paying on site. But, yeah, trade was great. Um, It really was just hanging with friends. I saw one of my students. Nice. Who graduated last year. So he was there wheeling and dealing. And, yeah, just good, positive vibes. Knicks win. It's spring in New York City. I'm feeling great. So let's get into this.
0: Well, Craig, since you had the great idea in our last YouTube, I will insert the video of my game-winning shot in the Medford City League Championship. (laughs) Down one. With six seconds left in overtime. And you'll see the three pointer right here on the Crosstown Cardboard YouTube. If not, if you're on the podcast, you might have to check us out on YouTube because we do put a lot of uh, card pictures and cool videos. We had you at Madison Square Garden uh, in the stands for the Knicks playoffs in the first round series. And so, and if you haven't subscribed, liked, commented, Definitely do that. Hit the bell notification and uh, stay up to date on all of our interests and all the different topics that we cover. So, Craig, thirty episodes in now. What do you want to dive into first about how you go about evaluating a sports card purchase? Thirty
1: episodes. Wow, that feels like a milestone. Me being thirty, this this is our golden episode. So, evaluating a purchase, and I think what this comes down to is whether you're online whether you're at a card show, whether you're at a trade night, you're looking to make a move, kind of like where, where do you begin? Mm-hmm. Or what makes you break the ice? Yep. You go to a show, you see hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of cards. What is it about that deal you want to make that, that gets you going? And I, one really important point that I want to make about this, and I find myself, I don't know if you're the same, That when I'm looking through cards, especially cards with price tags on them, oftentimes I find myself, my eyes gravitate first to the price tag. And I've tried to make a conscious effort to ignore the price and just look at the card. That way, you're not making the purchase because it's a good deal, but because it's the card you really want. So I almost block out the prices altogether, and I just look at the cards. Then I'll see if there's a card that I want first. So okay, I'll give you, uh, I'll give you so one you, So you uh, go
0: with the card quality or what interests you about the card first and worry about the price later.
1: Yeah, so I made about two uh, soccer, three soccer cards tonight. Listen, I'm, we're, in the, we're in the full swing of the NBA playoffs, and I'm loving it. But soccer cards are always on my mind. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. my friend Adam Schraman, who's actually in the Garden State vlog, very good friend of mine. He's a vintage soccer collector. But every time he gets modern, he always throws it my way. So he showed me – I saw a bunch of cards, and I don't know if he does this intentionally or not, but he doesn't give me the price first. So when he put this uh, Brendan Aronson, first, oh, year, nice. first year Merlin Chrome. Brendan Aronson is a U.S. men's national team player, plays for Leeds United, and he's from the Philly area, and this is numbered one out of ten. Nice. Adam, Adam showed me the card first. So I knew it before even getting a price. I'm like, yeah, that's something that I like. And then we got into the price. Another example. He also sold me this Clint Dempsey, who's a U.S. men's national team legend. This is the the only year they made flawless soccer in 2015. And you don't even have to ask. It's on card. It's match worn. It's Clint Dempsey. He was a U.S. men's national team legend. And again, when this card first came across my feed, it wasn't presented from Adam. It wasn't presented with a price. It was presented as the card itself. So that way I know without even looking at the price, is this a card I want? And it is, Mm -hmm. and it was, Mm -hmm. and it just so happened that to be that the price is right. But I'm glad I saw the card first without the price attached. Cause for me, it's all about the card. We'll get into the price afterwards.
0: And that's PC cards for you.
1: Definitely a PC. Uh, He wears number eight. Eight was a number that I wore in college clint dempsey's just tough as nails Mm -hmm. the ironson i don't know we'll see not as attached to it but i do love the red refractors but maybe something i'll use as a trade chip along the way
0: okay so when you i i I really like to keep dissecting this deal here just because i feel like this is something that as card collectors and sometimes you know buyers sellers traders like probably most of the people listening and watching the crosstown cardboard here are would be a useful thing to discuss. So. When you're looking at that, you identify, okay, I like this Clint Dempsey. I like this Aronson. How do you decide what price you're willing to pay on those, like relative to comps or just take me through that process price-wise?
1: Good question. And, you know,
0: I know you watch a lot of card content and you
1: hear these content creators say, let's go get these deals. Right, (laughs) right. Everybody everybody wants a deal.
0: Everybody wants a deal.
1: Everybody, everybody wants a deal, but it it shouldn't be all about the deals. It shouldn't be all about just the comps. Like, what about buying the card that you actually like? So yeah, of course, like, of course, I wanted to get a good deal on this. But the purpose of this purchase was to not get a good deal. The purpose of this purchase was it's a card I like first and foremost. Secondary, can we work out a price that I like? Right, so I paid a hundred bucks for this. I, I I don't mind saying that because it's a PC card. There mm-hmm. was a t- t- see Teddy likes it too.
0: Teddy, um, your dog loves it.
1: Yeah, there was a very handsome by the way. I hate to say hi, Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> um, below comps, I paid below comps, but like, does, does it even matter? It's a PC card. It's staying and, and at a hundred
0: bucks too, it's not like a you know super so cool. expensive card. That's so a great cool. value for that card. Oh my God, yeah, Clint Dempsey's a U.S. men's national team legend.
1: Yep. So, and then this one, he threw a price at me and off the top of my head, I'm like, this price seems good. And then when mm-hmm. I went to go look at the comps, I, I was paying, he gave me a ridiculous deal. Ridiculous deal on this. So okay. that wasn't my plan going into it. It really wasn't. I wasn't saying, let me buy this Brendan Aronson Red Factor because it's a good deal. It was, I want to buy this because I really enjoy the card. Oh, and he's giving me a good deal. That's the added bonus. First and foremost... It's a player and it's the kind of card that I like. So I love
0: Red Refractors. So you get a good deal on the Aronson and the Dempsey, but you're you're targeting the Aronson as a ridiculously good deal. When you get, let's say just for argument's sake, and I don't know what exactly it was, let's say it was 80% comps, just throwing a number out there. With that being a friend, also in the hobby, do you negotiate even further down from that? and try to get the best best deal possible ring it out as best as you can or do you say hey this is my friend he threw out a price clearly being generous because he knows what he's got i'm just going to accept this offer at that value
1: it's weird negotiating i feel a little different negotiating with friends like true friends
0: yeah tough, i think it's harder i think it's harder. It, so. is,
1: it is um and i saw adam like 30 minutes ago he's just you know someone i was running into around here great dude he's the vintage soccer guru but, no, I, I know, you know, that, that's how we talk about human capital. Shout out to the sports card collector, Samuel Evans. Yes, sir. Uh, just getting to know people. And me and Adam have developed this trust that I pretty much know when he's selling me a card, he is giving me a good deal. And it's to his benefit because he's going to use those funds and go buy some more vintage soccer cards. Just to give mm-hmm. you your context, like, I'm pretty sure I paid 40% comps. Wow. That was him, I, he, he offered me that price.
0: Wow. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, that's unbelievable turn that down. Yeah. Well, and especially at 40%, you can't be like, uh, well, can you do 30% comps? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. exactly right? Oh. Don't let um What what is the expression uh
1: pennywise? Finish that for me. Pennywise uh something dollar smart? No. Good thing for the Google machine. Pennywise, pound foolish. So, uh be careful about small amounts of money but not about large amounts uh, describe something that is done to save a small amount of money but that will cost a large amount of money in the future the plan is to cut funding are pennywise and pound foolish I think the, the idea is don't don't try to just save a few extra dollars yeah for you know it, like if someone's cut you a good deal on a card you really want to go another 10 20 bucks lower like you no know, it's, it's, that's how you form a good relationship they give yep. you a good offer I like to accept it up front.
0: Yep. And I've had it go both ways, which I'm still trying to, uh, you know, just building off your example, still trying to learn because it is tough when you feel like, oh, man, that was a good offer. Can I do a little bit better? Mm-hmm. You know, it makes you feel like that little like Popeye eating some spinach, it gives you a little bit more flex, so you feel a little bit stronger in the biceps, all of a sudden, if you can squeeze out that little bit more, But like you said, you show a little restraint, discipline, some respect for what the other person offered you, especially if it's a friend. And that can turn into a relationship to where your evaluation of the purchase, to go back to our theme for episode 30, is just right off the bat. Like It's just less mental energy, too, if you have that relationship going with somebody. Like, for example, Dave Dave on Instagram, big time Magic Johnson collector. And every time he has a Magic Johnson card that he wants to either upgrade to another card or just liquidate, get some money, he hits me up, especially if he doesn't get some bites right away. And we can usually work something out to where it makes sense for both of us. You know, maybe it's 80% comps, or maybe it's a 90% value if I throw in one card and cash or something like that, where you know, it's like it's been beneficial because we're not trying to just get the best of somebody each time. It's like a mutual thing similar to your situation. Exactly. And,
1: you know, like I said, he, he had a really good opportunity to buy a bunch of out of a bunch of Portugal cards. So he needed to free up some funds. So it was to his advantage because he had the funds to buy the collection. And I got a great deal on a, on a card that first and foremost, I really liked. So it was a very uh, mutually beneficial deal.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a great one. And I'll go through one of mine as far as evaluating a purchase very recently. So we're constantly looking through, you know, Instagram story sales, Facebook and stuff like that. And we have so many cards that you're evaluating about whether or not you want to jump in and take a purchase. And the first thing, like you said, I think is seeing a card that you like, you know, just like off the bat, like I want to like this card, even if I'm reselling it, I have to have an interest in the card because if I can't sell it, I don't want to be panicked. And like this card stinks and just looking at the card, like hating yourself for taking the risk and buying this card. So if you have it, you know, you can be more comfortable with it. And even Teddy knows that. I mean, look at his, look at his approving eyes. So the first impression of the card, which going back to episode three, which is like a lifetime ago now, Uh, We've done 10 times the episodes since then. 27
1: weeks to be exact.
0: 27 weeks, more than half a year. So that's crazy to think that we've been at it uh, for this long. Good for us. But going back to our Mount Rushmore episode where we established our four things of what we look for in a card that plays into evaluating a purchase too. And the first impression of the card, but also first impression of the price, because you mentioned when he threw out your buddy throughout the prices, you immediately said, that sounds like a good price. And like, if you're going through all these, you know, potential cards that you're looking at, you're going to have to evaluate if somebody has a value on their price, is that initially, does that seem like a good price? Because if you're going to resell that, that's what people are going to look at right away too, before even asking follow-up questions. So for example, I saw this Antonio Brown Polarizing guy, yes. But sometimes those guys are good, you know, they make you feel something about sports and they make you give you uh something about sports history. They give you a moment to remember. And uh, you know, not that you want to follow in their footsteps, but it is a moment of sports history.
1: Do you know the Antonio Brown dance?
0: What what is it? Oh, it's his song that he made. I'll put you on after this. Okay. I remember him twerking in the end zone. You remember that and he got the penalty? Of course. So he has a lot of crazy moments along with his great play for several years. You know, top tier wide receiver. Everybody knows that listening. So I saw this contenders rookie auto Antonio Brown PSA 10 for 200 bucks. And I'm like, oh, that seems like a good deal. So what do I do next? Going back to my Mount Rushmore, I say, what's the pop count? What's the rarity? How unique is this? I haven't seen many of these. So that combination, along with my first impression of a cool card, of an iconic player, for better or for worse, and in a PSA 10. So I looked up the pop count, pop 92, on a, on an iconic brand as well. The Conten- is that Antonio Brown is a rookie in 2010? Yes. Good, good sports knowledge. Only bad part, sticker auto, but that's okay. What can you do about that? That's how they made them that year, I guess. We'll deal with it. You know, you got to take the good with the bad, just like with Antonio Brown. So I looked up the comps after my first impression of seeing, that seems good, low pop, iconic brand, unique player, and everything he brings to the table. And I saw the comps, it was 180 on PWCC, 200 on eBay. But of course, as you know, as a PWCC buyer, you got that buyer's premium of, uh, oh, sorry, I'm getting a call from my girlfriend's mom. I declined it. Uh, hopefully Uh-oh. she Uh-oh. hopefully she can forgive me. Don't tell I'm her. Telling. So I looked up the comps. PWCC has that 20% buyer's premium. So you got to factor that in on 180 and 200 on eBay. So he's asking 200. So I threw out 140 which a lot of times is where I start my offer, you know, cause 180 was the last comp on PWCC. So I'm like 70, 70, 75% is where I usually start out my offer. Uh, and evaluating a purchase. If I see the person's price is around comps, like this one was, and I like the card, I'll jump in 70, 75%. I don't think you should feel bad about offering that. Cause you can always come up. Hey, you know, I mean, you got to, have some room to make some money if that's a card you're going to flip. If it's a PC purchase, a lot different. So anyway, to wrap this story up, I know I've gone off in a few different tangents, but starting 140 is my offer. He comes down to 160 off of his 200 initial asking price. So where's the natural place to meet? 150 is what I threw out. He's like, "I'll do 150 if you can cover cover uh, goods and services." Bam, I'm like, I'll throw you even one, 155. What a guy. Done. done. So, you know, That's and it ends up different. being like 85, 90% of comps on the PWCC, but it's about 75, 80% comps on the eBay sale. And if I'm stuck with it, it's a PSA 10, iconic brand, unique player, and, a, and at a good price that I initially looked at. I'm like, I'm surprised it's that cheap. Uh, Pop 92. So, That was just taking you through a recent purchase. And with it being football offseason, like our buddy Sports Card Lessons, Ken Cairns likes to talk about. Big Ken. And by the way, shout out to Ken and and, uh, Cousin Tony for picking up their Mike Tyson PMGs. What are the chances? We, you know, I was going to talk to you about this. It would be great to get both of them on the same episode to talk about their Grail acquisitions that they just got being Mike Tyson dudes and the uh, upper deck employee exclusive numbered at a 125. the purple Mike Tyson, not many out there and they both got them within the same week. Not to mention Ken met Mike Tyson and
1: Mike Tyson got to see that very card in person. That's so cool. (laughs) That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, but yeah, so what do you think about that step-by-step trying to evaluate? And of course it's different for each scenario but that's what I went through recently.
1: Yeah, I like that. It's a different card. Uh, Antonio Brown is definitely polarizing. So as far as yeah. evaluating a purchase, something you don't see a lot. You don't go to mm-hmm. a show, you don't just see Antonio Brown contenders autographs all over the place. So yeah. uh, I'm assuming for you it was, you know, you liked the card first and then you got to the pricing. I'm I'm very curious and maybe uh maybe someone in the comments. We have a few regular commenters on YouTube. Like yep. when you're looking at cards are are you are you gravitated towards the price or are you looking at the card first? Because I've kind of had a, a shift in mindset. And yep, I had an analogy. Maybe this is a stretch. But when you hit the game-winning shot in the Medford City Championship game, uh-huh. just, like, just like any other jump shot you've ever taken, when you release the ball, what do you look at?
0: Uh, you know, I used to look at the ball because that's what Steve Nash did. And that was my guy growing up that I used to pattern my game after. But... I've looked at the rim front of the
1: rim, I would I say at. I would say the vast majority of people look at the rim, and yeah. I didn't know Steve Nash did that, but I remember hearing once that Dirk Nowitzki, he looks at the ball, so he yeah. follows the ball all the way through. And yeah. it's just like it's just like a little tweak that changes things so for me, whenever I go to shows and I look at cards and there's prices, of course I go to the prices right yeah. but you can't you can't really avoid it, you know you I mean, can't avoid it's there. it. But I've had that little tweak, that little change where I try to not even look at the price. So that way there's no bias of whether or not I want this card. Do I want the card first and foremost as a card that I like as a collector or something I want to flip? And then I'll try to look at the price.
0: That's great. I don't think that's a stretch at all. And I think, you know, just like Dirk and Steve Nash versus another shooter who might just stare down the rim, you have different approaches For different people. So, if you're more of a price person and you're not going to get a card unless it's 75, 80% comps, that might be what you're after. But if you're going after a PC card, then, you know, I would say be open to 100% comps or even more sometimes, as long as you have that money within your budget. But, you know, at that point, the price doesn't matter as much. But it is hard to separate from feeling like you got a good deal. That's, yeah. it's kind of hard to, how do you recommend like when you're looking at a PC card separating, I'm okay if I give this guy, because like we said, we're competitive in a deal. It's a little bit competitive. You know, sure. you want to end up with a decent side of the bargain. How do you separate like, okay, I can give this guy a little edge. Let me, you know, toss it in there and let him get the benefit of the doubt over me as a buyer or a seller. As a buy, if you're evaluating a purchase and you're trying to buy,
1: Um, if it's a card I really, really want, not something I'm just buying to flip, be willing to pay a little bit more. And it goes back to what we said earlier. That's how you form a relationship. So then the next time you go to buy from that same person, you know you're going to get a decent deal. So Mm -hmm. Josiah, who's South Jersey sports cards, also a division former Division three soccer player, he's a big soccer card collector. He was actually just in Europe for a card show. Um, I bought this card from him tonight. Nothing nothing too crazy, right? It's Ooh, okay. uh, Vinny Jr. was one of the best young players in the world. Yep. It's, it's Prism, which, you know, comes out once every four years. It's the pink Prism. It's not numbered, but it is a pop two. Ooh, wow. So I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, not an expensive card. He had it at 50. I DM'd him and I said 40. He said, I really need to be at 50. I said, well, I didn't even know he was going to Bleecker. But I said what if we meet in the middle at 45 and instead of shipping it, you just, I'll scoop it from you at bleaker, done deal. Picked it up tonight. Yeah. There you go. So for me, evaluating the purchase was, I did see the $50 price tag. I'm not going to lie. So mm-hmm. maybe that was part of it. But I also, as far as evaluating purchase, I looked at it. It was, okay, Vinny, one of the brightest young players in the world, um, already proven to be a star, plays for Real Madrid. Real Madrid's in the Champions League semifinals. It is a pop too. I don't have any Vinny cards. And as far as soccer, I think Prism World Cup is an iconic set. So we go back to evaluating a purchase. Those are all the things that went through my head when I thought about is this a card that I want to make a move on.
0: Yeah. And I mean, you know, speaking of our Knicks, as far as evaluating a purchase, I got this (laughs) big Pat finally shipped in. This Patrick Ewing. I know you like this one, Craig. The Ultimate Collection. 03, 04, Ultimate Signatures, Patrick Ewing on card auto. And as you know, he does not sign much. And I got that to pair with my Dwayne Wade, same year, but of course, Dwayne Wade being the rookie. So when I'm evaluating a purchase on this Patrick Ewing, which I know is going to be a PC card, totally different, like you said, from that Antonio Brown, which I'm going to aim to flip. So with that Antonio Brown, I'm evaluating the price a lot more. And with the Patrick Ewing, I'm evaluating the quality of the card over the price. I, don't, I paid 100% comps on this. Yeah, I don't know, which is fine because,
1: listen, Carmen, as a Knicks fan, please don't get rid of that card. Yeah. Please. I hope, I hope we're still friends 10 years from now. And I'll be like, hey, Carmen, how's that uh, Patrick Ewing card that you talked about on episode 30? And you're going to yeah. show it to me, and we're going to reminisce on
0: these good times. If I get rid of this, it'll have to go to you or at least give you the option to buy it first. But, um, yeah. And, uh, shout out to our boy, Joey D's cards, Joe Domango, because, uh, our Knicks took down his calves in the first round series. So Joe is uh, promising some Knicks card gifts to us. So we'll have to show those off and at least give him another shout out. And he was very gracious, very nice about, you know, when we, uh, we beat them in five games, which was sooner than I think both of us expected. But um, super nice, dude. You met up with. I expected him. it. I expected it. You expected it. A, a win in five. Hell yeah!
1: Okay. But we got we got heart. We got Hart and Stein. We're we're, we're full of heart. <laughs> the Knicks this year.
0: So yeah. Yes, and it. I'll tell you what, Josh Hart has been so key. Almost had a triple double. I think he was one assist shy in game two, which just happened tonight uh, against the Heat here. But, um, yeah, that should definitely be a great ending of the series. Hopefully we can uh, – could you imagine going to the Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but we were you're talking about running, in our getting, City. Yeah, you're
1: going to be very excited here. So, let's – one game at a time. Um, Ooh, I do nice. want to tell, say, say one more card thing, and then we'll wrap it up a little early. You could blame me for that. I had a long day. So, for anyone listening, I'm so sorry we had to cut it shorter than our usual time. I know you're devastated, but uh, – <laughs> We talked about wanting cards of players in our, in their uniforms. So, like, I don't want a Jalen Brunson Mavericks card. I want a Knicks card. Yep. So I said last episode I was looking at his Prism Orange color matches on eBay, and Ooh. there was one that sold for fifty one dollars that I kind of just forgot about, and I meant and I and I would have I would have paid more than that. Mm-hmm. The very next one, a couple days later, sold for 120 hundred and twenty. Wow! So I missed out on both of them. So I am still on the hunt
0: for a Jalen Brunson Knicks card. And yeah, the episode you're talking about, episode 29, repping Your City, which is when we were talking about, of course, New York City, as you know from our Crosstown Cardboard logo, and you got the the hoodie right there, Manhattan Soccer Club, shout out to the crew. So uh, yeah, that was a good one. And I feel like, you know, even though, I know you have to run off to bed, but this episode 30 here, Evaluating a Purchase, what do you think you would, you know, because we've been talking for about 30 minutes here, somebody should take away and that they can go into their own card journey with from this episode.
1: When you are scrolling, whether it's Instagram story sales, Facebook, you're at a show, go. PWCC, whatever you use, I guess what goes through your mind as you're scrolling through a bunch of cards? You're like, no, 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 no. Oh, yes. I like this one. What is it? What is it that makes you stop and think, okay, this is the card for me. And then I guess what are your immediate thoughts right after that as to why you're going to want that card and how you're going to go about making a play for it.
0: But I think you're right. The first thing is your interest in that card. Number one, over the price, even if you're flipping stuff, because if you're stuck with that, you're just going to be sick. Here's know? a good, Oh, I've got a great analogy for you. Okay. Perfect analogy.
1: You know how you go to Foot Locker and sometimes you'll see some shoes on sale that that mm-hmm. red that red foot locker tag, yeah. I'll find myself sometimes looking at those shoes and saying, "Do I really want this shoe?" Or am I gravitated to it because I see that it's a good deal? And then I got to take great. a step back and be like, "You know what? If that red price tag was on it, I don't think I would want this shoe."
0: It's a great point. Yeah, it as long good. as you have the money to do that, you know, go after the love of that card over the price. Try to get the good price, you know. Don't don't uh, break your foundation. If eighty percent, you know, you're going to eighty percent of comps is what you're going to flip it on. But yeah, I, I think that's that's the the good takeaway from this episode as far as evaluating a purchase. Of course, different rules for the PC purchases versus the potential flip purchases. But ideally, you're kind of taking a little bit of both out there with you. Uh,
1: next week. We have a guest on, and this is our first, first New York guest, which is perfect, yeah. perfect for our uh, podcast. And we won't spoil it too much, but I, I think he is a, a legend in this hobby, I think. I'm biased. One of the greatest soccer card collectors, maybe in the world. And his story, his life story is incredible. So I really hope, I know everyone's going to enjoy that. So looking forward to that interview which will be Friday and we'll post it next week. It'll be amazing. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm excited too cuz this is right up your alley. And then, you know, just with a a New York City based collector and an incredible story. This person has almost 10,000 Instagram followers, so you know, and probably should have a lot more based on their collection and their story. So Pretty excited for that one. We paid a little respect to our Philly collectors. Shout out to the Cousins Collectibles, uh, Oz and Tony, with our Philly series, all of our previous guests having Philly ties. And it's only right that we hit up New York. I mean, come on. Boom. Um,
1: That's all I got for today. Always good to get on here and chop it up. Yes, sir. Glad to see you're buying. Every time we buy, we have more to talk about. So for me, it was three pickups today. And uh yeah, till next time, Carmine.
0: Go nicks. Go Nicks. Peace.